Okay. Going to John chapter 9 tonight. Start in verse 1. I'm sure everybody in here has had somebody to come to them and say, you know, well, if God is real, then why did he let this child be born this way? Or why is he letting this right here happen? Well, John chapter 9 is going to explain it very well of why. God allows things to happen. Okay? So verse 1. <clears throat> said, And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Now I'm going to stop right there for a minute. A footnote here in the bottom of my Bible says, Some believe that any physical infirmity was a result of sin committed by that person or someone related to that person. This idea may have been based on a misunderstanding of passages, and you can look this up, like Exodus chapter 34 and verse 7. Now verse 3, it says, Jesus answered, Neither has this man sinned, nor his parents, but the works of God should be made manifested in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had this spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Solomon. So he went his way, therefore, and washed, and then came see. The, the neighbors, therefore, and they which before had seen that he was blind, said, This is this he that sat and begged? Some said this is he, others said he is like him, but he said, I am he. Therefore said they to him, How were thy eyes opened? He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed, and I received sight. So, why did God allow this man, this man to be born blind? So he could be a witness, right? So he could go around and tell people what Jesus had done for him. Okay? Why was Marley born the way she was? So he could be not only so we could be a witness, but Marley can too. Mm -hmm. Okay? She could be a testimony herself. Exactly. 
Okay, I sent Kelsey this scripture the other night and told her to read this. Now, whether she got anything out of it or not, who knows? And I sent it and told Brandon to read it because I want them to know, you know, there's a reason why. God has a reason why Kaysen's going through this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is my thing. I look at everybody's everybody that meets Marley always questions why God would allow that. Well, there's numerous reasons why. But my reason is it's got me a whole lot closer to God. It's got Courtney a whole lot closer to God. It's got Rain a whole lot closer to God. Okay? Now, in our eyes, she's perfect. But in some stranger out here, they think something's wrong with her. Okay? But that's God's work. Whether, whether she's like she is or whether she's walking and running, it's God's work. Okay? <clears throat> what did I get to? Twelve? Yeah, twelve. <clears throat> then said they to him, Where is he? And he said, I know not. They brought to the Pharisees him that after time was blind. And it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then again the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He said unto them, He put clay upon my eyes, and I washed and I do see. Therefore said some of the Pharisees, This man is not of God, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. So what are they doing here? What's the Pharisees doing? Are they not trying to judge Jesus? Are they not trying to say, Well, you ain't supposed to heal people on the Sabbath day. But God's Word says that you can be healed any day, right? Any day can be the Sabbath day. Right? So they're... They're trying to judge Jesus again, just like Papa's been teaching on, or preaching on, the past week. Okay, they're, they're trying to judge, judge, judge Jesus to make themselves feel better. Okay? Therefore said some of the Pharisees, This man is not of God, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, How can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? So they're saying here Jesus was a sinner. Okay? They're just trying to make their life look that much better, right? When really, truly, they're the sinners. Okay? Others said, how can a man that is a sinner do so much miracles? And there was a division among them. What's going on in the world today? Division, right? They said unto the blind man again, What sayest thou of him that he hath opened thine eyes? He said, He's a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called of his parents of him that had received his sight. So see, they didn't believe the man when he said, Hey, I can see, and that I was blind. So they brought his parents in there. 
if you didn't know from Adam, I mean, you would be kind of like, right? Because he can't see. Yeah. At this time. I mean, it if would be. You didn't know him his whole life. Yeah, if you yeah. didn't know him before he was before he was healed, you'd be like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He's crazy. Take 19. And they asked him, saying, Is this your son, who ye say was born blind? How then doeth he now see? His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But by what means he now seeth, we know not. Or who has opened his eyes, we know not. He is of age, ask him, and he shall speak for himself. So basically they're telling him, hey, get us out of this. Okay, he's telling you the truth. These words spake his parents because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. What are they doing? What are they doing to Christians? They're killing us. Trying to get rid of us. Because why? Because we're speaking the truth. Right? Therefore said his parents, He is of age, ask him. Therefore said his parents, He is of age, ask him. Then again called they, the man that was blind, and he said unto them, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. And he answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. Then said they to him again, What did he to thee? How opened he thine eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and ye did not hear. Wherefore would ye hear it again? Will ye also he will ye also be his disciples? Then they revived him and said, Thou art his disciple, but we are Moses' disciple. We know that God spake unto Moses as far as fellow, we know not from whence he is. The man answered and said unto them, Why herein is a marvelous thing that ye know not from whence he is, and yet he hath opened mine eyes. Now, we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be worshiper of God and doeth his will, he... Let me start over. Now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. Since the word began, it was not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind. Marty, if you walk up to somebody that's blind and just say you're healed, are they going to be able to see? But if we walk up to them because Jesus has told us to, and we anoint them, and you come together as one, then do you not feel like they're healed? I got 
I want to tell you uh, that Jesus still heals blind people because Sister Macmillan, his eye was shut, and they said he wasn't going to see out of a woman anointed it and prayed it, and he could see. Okay, I'm just going to go back to this. Jesus was the light of the world when he was here, right? All right. Who's the light of the world now? We are. We're supposed to be that light, right? So we have the power through Jesus to be able to do the same thing that has happened right here. We have that power. But we hinder it. Just like Caleb said. Either we hinder it or the person that we're trying to help get healed is hindered. Okay? And we question God way too much. We're afraid to stand out on faith. Okay? Every single one of us. We're afraid to stand on faith. What's Papa been preaching on for the past month? What's every message in that church over been on for the past month? Has it not been about standing on faith? Are we not standing on faith of what we're fixing to do for the youth? We're going to have to. So why can't we stand on faith when it comes to healing somebody? And I'm talking to myself here just as much as I'm talking to y'all. I'm just as guilty. Okay? But I look back when Papa was preaching all this, God had me to continue reading while Papa was preaching because I'd had many questions about Marley. Well, if there was such a God, why is Marley like she is? And it got me to thinking. The flesh got me to thinking. Well, they might be right. So God gave me this to make me see that she's perfect. We're blinded. I was blinded. God opened my eyes to make me see that she's perfect. He made her just the way He wanted her. Just like He made everybody in this room the way He wanted us. What's the world trying to do? They're trying to change things. Trying to change genders. God, listen, you was born into this way the way God wanted you. He didn't want you to come into this world and go from a male to a female or from a male to a male. He, he made you the way He wanted you. If He wanted you to be a female, then He would have made you a female. If He wanted you a male, He made you a male. Read that, Marty. Who stands in front of the mirror every morning and goes, man, what, it, what was God thinking? Why? Why do we do that? But it, listen, <laughs> listen, I stand in the mirror and I say, man, God had jokes that day. He had some real good jokes that day. But this tells me right here, God made me the way he wanted me. My looks, my, my the, I mean, everything about me, he made me. So why am I questioning? Because I'm blind. 
I was blinded. That's why he revealed this to me. I was blind. I started questioning. I was like, man, why? Why? Why you make me look so funny? Why'd you give me big ears? You know? He made me the way he wanted me. Marty, he let you lose your hair because that's what he wanted. He still knows every hair that's got left on your head, just like Papa said the other day. He still knows what's there. He knew what was there before. Why do we question so many things? Flesh. Because we're not standing on faith. We're not truly standing on his word. We're blinded. We're too worried about worldly things. We're too worried about impressing somebody. We're too worried about walking out that door and wondering what somebody's going to say about us. That's going back to the age part. When you get to a certain age, you quit worrying about that. You start getting humble. The only person you worry about pleasing in your life is God. And when you hit that point in your life and you quit worrying about what others think of you, you're much happier. Because you're only trying to please one person instead of trying to please a thousand. And if you please if you please God, everything else will fall right in place. We go out here, we, we, we get all dressed up, and we go out here to try to impress other people. What, what good's it doing? God don't see our clothes. God sees what's on the inside. Now, I ain't saying there's nothing wrong with nice clothes. But, God sees what's on the inside. He don't see what's on the outside. We're his light. And we're supposed to start acting like it. We need to stop being so blinded. Because being blinded is being sinful. Being blinded is not living for him and doing his work. That before you now sure calling to preach, was you not blinded? But God's opened your eyes, right? And even yet, sometimes you still get blinded, right? And who does who do you have to turn back to? God. And ask him for forgiveness. Because you've been blinded. Verse 22 really sticks out to me. I don't know this. I find that hard to fathom. You're still in John? 22, 22, 22. These words spake his parents because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had agreed already that if this man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Well, like, I mean, really what happened for 21 and 22 just because they was, I mean, let's just think about this. If, if they, Jesus just healed their son who's been blind all their life. And then they they was scared of what the world was going to do and say instead of being overly happy and just like so 
Mm -hmm. I'm amazed every but they did just the opposite. Mm -hmm. They killed feared the world more than that. I just have a hard time with that. You know what that reminds me of? Yeah. When God showed Pontius that he was going to build a church over there. And y'all were still in this church. Okay? And he got up that morning and he said, Hey, this is what God has showed me. And the majority of the church laughed at him. They told Papa he was crazy. But did it defer Papa from doing what God wanted him to do? No. Papa took that step out on faith of what church members stayed and look what come out of it. Just like you was talking Wednesday night, Marty. Everybody that comes to this church, the one thing that everybody says as soon as they walk through the door, man, this is a beautiful place. Now, this is just me. This, I forget how Jess puts it. This is just Scotty speaking here. Do you think... Huh? This is the doctrine of Scotty, okay? This is just me thinking here. Why do people always say our church is so beautiful? Because it was built of God. It wasn't built of man. That's why everybody that sets foot in our church says it's so beautiful. Because man, he may have done it with his hands, but everything that was put into that church was done through God. That's why our church is so beautiful. And that's why I feel like every time I'm over there, I feel the Spirit because that's God's house. That's not man's house. That's God's house. Yeah, man helped build it, but the men that helped build it was doing it through God. Went right back to what you brought Wednesday night about the Acts. That's just how I see it. Now, do you think if man would have built that church right there and called it Holy Cross, that everybody that walked through the doors would say it was beautiful? No. You'd have some that would say, man, this is a pretty church. But everybody that walks into our church says this is such a beautiful place. And their church may be three times that size. Because it was built of God. It's like this man right here that was born blind. God put him here that way. God had a reason why he put him here that way. This was the reason. He knew Jesus was going to come and work his miracles and make the man be able to see so he could go and testify and say, hey, look what God done for me. Look where he turned around my life. I take it back to when I got saved. That morning, Marty, I grabbed you going up that pew so fast it made your head spin. He, I was blinded. But when I come off that altar that morning, I could see. I think about Phil when he's talking about that man, talking to that man down in Waffle House when he said, I wish I'd have seen that with my new eyes. When you get saved and you, you're born again, you see things totally different. 
Then what you used to? So when you're standing in front of the mirror in the morning and you're looking at yourself and you, man, what in the world? Don't question it. Or you see somebody out here that don't look quite right, that's acting a little different, don't judge them. Because you're not the judge anyway. He's the judge. He put them here that way. That's the way he wanted them here. Just like Kaysen. And I know Brandon and Kelsey's struggling right now, and I wish they could be here to hear this. Just like Kaysen. You know, a lot of people has come to us with Marley and said, they, God give you and Courtney Marley that it takes a special family to be able to raise a child like that. <laughs> has it been easy, honey? It's not been easy. But everything we've had to go through has been worth it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I know if Brandon and Kelsey ever truly get it right, they'll feel the same way with Casey. And anybody that has a special needs child will tell you the same thing. I wouldn't change nothing. I wouldn't change a thing in the world about Marley. I wouldn't change a thing in the world about Casey. I love him just like he's mine. I love that little booger. I've told him from day one, he might as well be part of mine. They can like it or lump it. I don't care. Because <laughs> I just, there's a bond that me and him have. I love Jackson. He's special to me. But these, and he goes right back to what you said, pray for the kids in Brenner. And a lot of the kids down there, we've seen it. The parents will bring them in there, drop them off, and go on about their merry own way. Is it the kid's fault? It's not the kid's fault that the parents don't really care about them. It's our fault that we ain't got out here and done God's work and told the parents the truth of what they need to be doing. So we've been blinded. Let's finish this up. Where did I get to? 32. 32? Yeah. <clears throat> Since the world began, was it not heard that, the, that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. They answered and said unto him, Thou waste altogether born in sin, and doest thou teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and when he had found him, he said unto him, Doest thou believe in the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that taketh with thee. And, the Lord, and he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. 
So with Jesus doing what he done right here, that not only made this man see, but now he believes. Okay? And Jesus said, For judgment I am come unto this world, that they which see not might see, and that they which might see be made blind. And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words, and said unto him, Are we blind also? Jesus said unto them, If ye were blind, ye should have no sin. But now ye say, We see, therefore your sin remaineth. So, a little footnote here. I'm just going to read through my footnotes here in the bottom of the Bible. And this footnote goes along with verse 4. So Jesus' statement is a call to make the most of the time that God has given. Do we make time for God every day? There is an appointed amount of work that God has planned for Jesus, and Jesus must complete that work while he is here on earth. Think about it. If Jesus lives in your heart, then he's appointed you the same allotted time to do his work. Next footnote goes along with verse 5. It says, Jesus is the light of the world. The revelation of God on earth is showing the glory of God to everyone. Now, does it say to some? Are we to show our light to some people? Or are we not supposed to show our light to everyone? We choose, we seem to choose the ones that we want to share our light with, do we not? Are we all not guilty of that? I know I am. All right, next little footnote here. This goes along with uh, verse 13 through 17. This is the first of three interrogations performed by the Pharisees in response to Jesus' healing of the man. Their questions center around the process Jesus used to perform the miracle. John reveals that this healing took place on the Sabbath. In the Pharisees' view, Jesus had broken the probation against work on the Sabbath in three ways. Number one, he had healed a man. Number two, he had made a clay pack. And number three, he had anointed the man. The Pharisees were concerned more about the rules than the glory of God. Now, when I think about rules, I think about us worrying about what the world is going to think. Worrying about what somebody else is going to think if we're doing God's work. We don't worry about it so much when we're in church, now do we? When we start worrying about it, it's when we're at work, or we're walking around Walmart, or we're walking through Lowe's Hardware, or we're in Food Line, or Lowe's, or wherever. That's when we start worrying about it. Well, what's somebody going to think? If I walk up to this person and say, hey, can I pray for you? What's people going to think? 
That's when we're breaking the law. And does Jesus does the Bible not say if I, if we're ashamed of Him, He's going to be ashamed of us, right? Goes back to where I said if we'll please Him, and only worry about pleasing Him, then everything else will line right up. All right. Next footnote goes along with eighteen through twenty-three. The Jewish leaders interviewed the parents of the healed blind man hoping to discredit the miracle by proving the man had not been born blind. Terrified the parents only confirmed their son was indeed born blind and then deferred to any questions to him. They feared being exclamated that he is cut off from the synagogue. If they were cut off, they would not be able to work. They would be kicked out of their, their home, forced to live as outsiders, and not be welcomed into heaven when they die. So, basically, they didn't want to hear none of it either. They, they were scared because they was afraid that this was going to ruin their normal life. Are we not guilty of that? I think about the times that we've been over here at church till 10, 11 o'clock at night. Just talking to somebody. 3 a.m., 4 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> I, I have to. But if we hadn't done that, what would we have been doing? Would we have not been living for sale? But instead we was doing God's will. And I'm sure in the back of your mind you was, well, I'm going to be tired in the morning. You get what I'm saying? I'm going to be tired in the morning. But when you woke up the next morning, was you not? Was you not okay? Was you not able to do your daily things the next day? God supplied. Might not have been as much as what He normally supplies, but He supplied you enough rest. Okay. We need to learn how to get out of our normal, because our normal is being blind. And I'm talking about me here too. Okay? We need to learn how to stand on faith.
So I know the week that y'all was up there for a rise, and you didn't get to go to bed at 9 o'clock. No, we Okay. But when you finally got to lay your head down and go to sleep, and you woke up the next morning, was you not revived? Did you not feel great? We didn't even, we would get home and, and not go to bed because we were so on fire. Exactly. And why was that? Because you was working for God. You was doing what God wanted you to do. And you went to bed with the faith, okay, Lord, it's one two o'clock in the morning. I gotta be up at seven. That one night it was like a nap. Yeah. We didn't leave the gym till one o'clock. Yeah. And then we went home or the cabin and started singing and having a devotional in the living room. So we didn't go to sleep till like three, three thirty. Had to be back up six thirty, seven o'clock. But you all woke up the next morning revived and felt rested. It only got two or three hours of sleep. Scotty Doctrine here. If you make time for God, then He's going to make time for you to do other things. But you've got to put Him first. In every situation, you have to put Him first. I can't go to Rural King without spending a hundred dollars. Listen, it's just like today. I text you at what time, Jess? About four thirty. Four, four thirty. And 
I went, I come to Jess Wednesday night and I said, hey, can I take this guy to get Well, of course. And I texted him and I said, can you teach tonight? My voice is not completely there. It's the best my voice has been two days. But when I walked through them doors right there tonight, the Lord spoke to me and he said, you're teaching. And I was like, okay. And I said, you're going to have to be my voice. I put him first. I tested him, as Papa's been saying. I tested him. So, I guess my question tonight is, are you blinded? spoke to Papa and said, you don't have to beg me. All you have to do is ask. And when Papa finally asked, Chase took a breath. We've been through that situation with Marley, have we not? And every time I think of that story and I say, up, 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 I'm not begging. And I ask the Lord, first of all, forgive me, but if it's in his will, let us keep Marley. You know, 
So we're all blinded in some form or fashion every day of our life. But God's trying to teach us here that take the blindfolds off. You know what the crazy part? Texas knows it's on preaching. We thought it we thought it was at first we thought it was just calm because it was a marine. Then we figured out it's bigger than that. Right? Mm-hmm. I just think about, you know, I'm gonna finish up his footnotes right here right quick. The next footnote goes along with verse twenty-four and twenty-five. It says the leader summoned the healed man for a second round of questioning. Since they cannot deny that he was blind from birth, the only thing left is to attack the character of Jesus. If Jesus is a sinner, then it does not matter what miracle he performs. It is all evil. The one thing this man will not relinquish through is that he was blind and now he sees. So he... They just didn't want to believe, you know, Jesus healed him. Sometimes we don't want to believe that Jesus can do it. But Jesus can do anything. Right? Yeah. All right, next footnote goes along with verse 27. The man questioned may be sarcastic. It was probably obvious that the religious leaders had no interest in becoming Jesus' disciples. Next one goes along with uh, verse 28 through 29. The idea of Moses and God conversating together conveys God's approval and blessings which the religious leaders claim for themselves. How many pastors out here today, and this just goes back to the churches, are claiming what happens in the church or saying it's all because of me how many pastors are doing that today mm-hmm. everything that happens in this church is because of me right. how many of us are guilty of that you know we get up there and preach a good message and they all everybody comes to you and says man that was a good message well, instead of looking at them saying we'll just give it to God because it was all him how many pastors today are saying well thank you thank you and not giving no glory to God. How many of us are guilty of that? Alright. The last footnote goes along with verse 31 and 33. The healed man's reasoning is simple, yet compelling. Number one, we know that God does not hear sinners. Number two, God hears those who will do his will. And number three, to heal someone blind from birth must be a miracle of God. And four, since it is a miracle of God, the person who performed this miracle must have been obeying God because God heard them. Marty, can we do any kind of miracle that's just of us? Mm -hmm. Nothing. But if God tells us to go pray for that person, then God can take care of it. And five, therefore... If Jesus was not of God, God wouldn't have empowered him to work his miracle. Every one of us have the same power. If you're born again, every one of us has the same power. 
We just choose not to step out on faith and take that power. So let's stop being blinded. And let's open our eyes. And that's all I got. Anybody got anything else? If not, Taylor, you want to close some prayer? Lord, thank you for this good teaching, Lord. Just thank you for letting us open our minds and hearts, Lord, and just please be with us, Lord, as we go throughout our days, Lord, and uh, be with this weekend, Lord. I know we're going to try to work on a church song, Lord, and just please be with that, Lord, and please be with all them that just don't know you, and uh, the, just help us be a light, Lord. Help us not be blind, Lord, and let us just be able to go out into the hedges and the highways and just be able to bring people in, Lord. Just please be with all these things that are coming up with our church and just please be with them more fundraisers and and the trips that we're going on and the things that are happening in our community lord just please be with that lord because i know there's a lot of stuff that's uh coming up uh lord so just please be with that in, the, in our christian community lord uh, it's just amazing to me that only 70 for or 70 percent of the surrey county just it doesn't even believe in you it needs god lord just Please be with the Lord and just thank you for everything you do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.